Hello and welcome to Give Yourself Some Leeway with me, your host, Eugene Lee. Today I am joined by Tassos Cossius, founder of the Heart Coaching Method. Tassos shares how he helps women navigate the male-dominated corporate workplace and how he helps them to establish a holistic, healthy work-life balance. As always, you can join the conversation over at GiveYourselfSomeLeeway.com, on Instagram at Eugene.Leeway, or shoot me an email, Eugene at Leeway.ie. Thank you, and I really hope that you enjoy today's episode with Tassos Katsias. Tassos, welcome to Give Yourself Some Leeway, and thank you for taking the time to join the show. Thank you. Um, thank you, uh, Eugene. I'm happy to be here, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So Tassos, would you mind telling me a little bit more about your story and who it is that you serve with your coaching and why is mm-hmm. it that you do what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you for giving me this chance. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm serving actually women who uh, struggle, you know, in a male-dominated environment to uh, be able to perform in their careers, succeed in their careers, and at the same time, they're overworked and uh, maybe going into burnout um, because they have to... Um, cater for the family at the same time, have to cater for their husband, for the, all their personal and social responsibilities while uh, achieving, uh, trying to achieve in their career. So that's, I think, quite um, quite a struggle that uh, modern women have. So this is why I'm, I'm trying to support uh, these women, you know, to uh, overcome these and try really a work-life, uh, find really a work-life balance that suits them and suits their families and their uh, social uh, surroundings. So um, since you asked me how I started, you know, and uh, why I why uh, supporting these women, I t- I can tell you that it's ca- it came instinctively and it came let's say gradually, because I was also in the corporate environment, the corporate world for many years, for over twenty five years, and um, uh, back then and still, you know, uh, I had friends and colleagues, women that they were coming to me and they were like. You know, oh, Tassos, you know, I have this problem. How you can support me here? I'm wondering what should I do in this case? I have this uh, male colleague and I have these challenges at work. What do you advise, etc.? So back then, especially like uh, 15, 20 years ago, I did not, I was, I did not even know of anything about coaching. At least now I'm qualified and certified as a coach, so I can, I can handle this, uh, this discussion uh, differently. But back then I did not know. So I would say it was quite instinctive. But instinctive that um, that um, I could uh, relate with them, I could sit down with them, I could uh, listen to them, I could give them the space that they wanted and the safe space uh, they wanted in order to engage in such a conversation. So yes, gradually this came up and now through my holistic coaching practice in the last years, I dwelled more into, uh, into this, um, let's say, space. Very good. I, I And one thing I do want to, let's say, dig deeper into there is how it's um you deal with women. And do you feel that because as women approached you in the workplace, do you feel that they had a different experience in the workplace when it came to stress and overwhelm and these things that um, um ailed them? Of course, they had. You mean different experience compared to men, you mean? Yes. Compared to male, male, male colleagues, yes, of course they have. Of course they have, because we know it's not easy. 
it's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough world out there, you know. And as we as we used to say sometimes, it's a men's world, unfortunately, right? It's true, and uh, women face that every day. And uh, this is something this is something that I was facing as well as a as a as a corporate employee, a manager, a director, a general manager in all aspects, you know, because it's it's tough. It's tough. This corporate world is tough, and you have to fight a lot. And for women, it's even tougher because you see women see colleagues, male colleagues at the same level with the same capacities and same expertise, and sometimes they get the promotion for whatever other reason than uh, quality aspects. And women uh, lag behind, and this is frustrating. This is frustrating. So for sure, it's not fair. It's not fair to women. Really, they put the work and they roll up their sleeves and they really, really, um, you know, focus on their career and their jobs, and they don't manage sometimes to get this promotion that they always wanted. For example, because all of a sudden, some other colleague, usually men, you know, get this promotion for whatever other reasons other than uh, performance. So yes, this is frustrating for them, definitely. And in those scenarios, is it a matter of that um, women need to have an extra conversation with their manager to put themselves forward in a way that male colleagues um, may not have to in the corporate environment? It's something that's, um, it's almost something that is, let's say, expected more of men to um, be more willing to meet demands than than women. Um, because because I I feel that sometimes in, in a corporate environment that's how it's it's kind of um the unwritten rule or the unspoken language that um, men can take on that extra workload. Yes, I mean if you're referring to the conversation, yes, the conversation should be there between their between their employee and the manager, right? Especially and for specifically for women, yes, they should engage in this kind of conversation because sometimes. You know, it's a matter of communication. If communication is not there, then also the manager maybe sometimes have other plans or have another other other agenda, you know, for their uh, for their managers or for their employees. So uh, yes, the conversation first of all should should take place definitely from the from the female employee. Uh, the uh, from um, also the same thing is the stands for men, but women. I think yes, they need to. Uh, uh, to go one step beyond and really step up, step up and say, look, this is what I can do. This is my performance. This is what I can do for you. I want this career. I want this promotion. I want this extra step. Yes, I know I have a family. Yes, I know I have other responsibilities, but I can manage and I can do it. And of course, if this uh, justifies justified by the performance, yes, they should do that. And they should, uh, they should be engaged in this kind of conversation, no doubt. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think another part uh, of that conversation as well, when it's expected of men, let's say, to always be taking on the promotion, take on the extra workload, they all there's also, from, from the man's point of view, that they don't want to turn down that extra workload, even if they think that um, their female colleague might be better suited to the job, that they might be like, oh, I can't turn down this promotion because my manager has approached me for the promotion I can't say no and it's about trying to set that boundary as well as the, as the male colleague sometimes there's been there has been points where um where a male colleague has put a female colleague forward for a, a promotion and I think that's another conversation to have with your colleagues to say look if this promotion comes up I would really like to um to go for it because of this 
and and if the, it, if you can have those conversations with your colleagues as well and come from an equal um point of view um that they can be like oh yes i i can help you uh, work towards this promotion and maybe we can work together on um completing a project or something like that now i'm not sure if cultures differ in different workplaces and maybe you can't have that conversation with uh with other employees but i feel that we should have mm. an open conversation with our teams with our colleagues with our managers yes definitely i mean if you're referring to a conversation between a manager and an employee either male or female, yes, the conversation is easier. But if you're referring to a conversation between employees, the same level, going for the same promotion, then unfortunately competition uh, arises and it's very tough. It depends on the it depends on the culture, of course, yeah, right? Because as you know, I live in Qatar, so this is, it would never happen this year, here, you know? They, unfortunately, there's a high competition, it's a very competitive environment. Same thing, I think, in Europe and the US, maybe even more, if I can say. Maybe in Asian cultures, that would be more accepted and more like a, a normalized standard process that employees that they're working together closely to each other, they can promote each other for promotion. You know, it will be on a more fair grounds, possibly. But then again, it depends on the hierarchy of the culture. Because as you know, on the other hand, Asian cultures are very much also male-oriented and very much, you know, a male hierarchy and male power over over women, let's say, um, uh, performance and uh, promotion and acceptance, acceptance of women as a, as a professional, as a successful uh, manager. It's much less, uh, the, um, the percentages are much higher, of course, definitely, uh, that men get this kind of promotions and uh, much lower for women. So yes, this is for me, this is quite clear in the corporate world that yes, the woman can, has to fight, has to fight harder, has to try harder, has to work harder, has to be able to uh, has, has to be able to achieve more, and still, unfortunately, does not get the chance for this promotion for a promotion for whatever other reason. Because unfortunately, a lot of managers, especially when they are male managers, they are considering the other aspects of the woman professional. Oh yeah, but you have a family, you have kids to raise. Maybe you're pregnant. Maybe you know you want to engage into a to uh, get married, and then maybe later on you have family. So they start considering these uh, limitations, these restrictions. Unfortunately, and they don't give the chance to women. And this is not fair. This is what I'm referring to. This is not fair at all, right? So um, so my job here is to as a as a coach, as a holistic coach, is to try to find ways. That women can achieve this, can achieve, they can go for this career, they can go for these next steps in their career, they can uh, really uh, target high, you know, in the professional career, but at the same time without sacrificing family time, uh, uh, children, time with their children, time with their husband, you know, and all the rest of, unfortunately, the rest of the responsibilities during the day. So this is this is what uh, this is what we're trying to do here, and how I'm trying to help uh, and support these women. Yeah, that's great because I know that a lot of women would take a choice of either that is like, am I going for success or do I want a family? And the and they feel that there's a divide there that they can only uh, compete for one, or they can only yeah. work towards one. <laughs> Correct, correct. This is at least the this is um, maybe a conscious choice, but on the other hand, you know, even if it's the if it's in the beginning, it's like this. 
uh, it's uh, very challenging to be able to manage both. Very challenging to be able to manage both. I have seen very, very few women, really very, very few women that are able to manage both in a balanced, uh, in a balanced uh, uh, way. And that depends, of course, on their age, depends on the family status, depends on, the, on their professional uh, on the requirements at work and all this. But it's doable. It's doable. It's not impossible. It's doable. It's happening. And I've seen a lot of transformations with my experience uh, and my clients. I've seen a lot of transformation to, to, to really create this work-life balance. And as you say there, work-life balance, what does that work-life balance mean to you? Uh, for me, it means very clear, uh, very clear uh, scheduling, very clear programming and time management. It means that I have time, I can have time and my clients can have time for their family. So they can, yes, they can work these eight, 10 hours a day may be required, but at the same time, they may have flexibility to do so and be able to manage for the, to manage the, find the time for the family, find time for um, uh, beautiful moments that they should not miss. Uh, you know, kids are growing up, you have to be there for them, you have to be in their social uh, uh, gatherings, you have to be there in their successes, when they're getting their certificates and diplomas, you know, their degrees while growing up. So you have to be there, you have to be present. So for me, yes, work-life balance means being successful at, in my uh, career, my professional career, but at the same time be present for my family, for my kids, for my, uh, the people I love. The people I love around me. It can be my extended family. It can be my friends as well at the same time. And and don't forget one of the most important, how I can find time for myself. Because self-care is another big issue, you know, in this uh, unfortunately societies uh, lately. Uh, because we are running in the autopilot. As I say, you know, every day it's the autopilot running here, running there, doing different kind of uh, of accomplishment tasks every day, task, 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 task. But unfortunately, then there's no time for ourselves. There's no time for self-care. There's no time to relax. There's no time to read a book. There's no time to go for a walk. There's no time to uh, to even go for a for a beauty treatment or for a you know for a proper beauty treatment without our minds, you know, jumping here and there, being really mindful, calmful, calm, and enjoy the experience. This is something that we are missing a lot uh, in this world, in this society. And I'm just going to take a minute of your time, short and snappy. If you're a long-time listener, or maybe this is your first episode, I have a small favor to ask. And the only way that we're going to break the stigma around mental health in the workplace is by having these open conversations, talking about these topics. And what better way than to have those discussions with your loved ones, with your family, your friends, your co-workers. So if you could like, follow or subscribe on whatever platform or app you're listening to this and share this episode with a loved one or someone that you think could gain value from hearing this, it would mean so much. Thank you. Let's get back to the episode. And uh, I think it's something that isn't always 50-50. I think that's something that people have trouble understanding when it comes to work-life balance. They feel it has to be 50% work and 50% personal life. But I feel it's not always that way. Yes, it is not. Definitely it's not. And I guess it's something subjective because maybe for me it's 50-50, but maybe for a for a, for someone else it's 60-40, but still it sounds like a balance because still they feel that they have these uh, 
these uh, um, possibilities, opportunities through the day, yes, to relax a little bit, yes, to take care of themselves a little bit, yes, to be with their kids, yes, to work and perform at the same time. Because, you know, uh, this balance can be on a daily basis or can be on a weekly basis or can be on a monthly basis, let's say on a quarter basis. Sometimes understand some requirements, you know, from work, uh, project deliveries, you have to be there, maybe you have to work weekend, maybe you have to travel. Of course, it's not easy to when you travel or you have to, when you need to work on the weekend to have the same balance with the family. But how, what do you do in order to compensate for that and how you compensate next weekend or during the week, you know, to be able to stabilize again the situation? Of course, um, we, are, we are not robots. We cannot, uh, we cannot be, let's say, every day, have exactly the same program, have exactly the same routine. This we understand. But from my experience, I can tell you that the closer we are to a fixed schedule, to a fixed routine, the closer we are to that, the safer we feel and the more comfortable we feel and the more confident, confident and with higher self-esteem we feel in order to take care of all the responsibilities around us and why i say that i say that because um, it's like you know the when you grow up a child when you grow up a child a baby or a child they need to have a routine because the routine brings them safety so it's the same thing with adults a routine even if it sounds like a routine if it's if it's uh, if, it, if you include in this routine all these aspects that make you happy and make you stable and comfortable, then you feel safe. And then by feeling safe, you can manage and you can be confident and you can manage all the responsibilities that you need to. So when it comes to having that balance, um, what would be your holistic approach to developing a work-life balance? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for this. Uh, thank you for this question, um, Eugene. Because uh, recently I have uh, developed a, a very unique uh, coaching methodology that I'm using with my clients uh, lately, which is I call it I call it Heart Heart Coaching Methodology, and Heart is an acronym which I have developed from the left from the five letters. So H is for holistic life, holistic approach to life. E is for empowerment. A is for acceptance, R is for resilience, and T is for transformation. But this is a process, it's just not, not, not just an acronym, right? It's also a process and it's a coaching process and a coaching methodology that I'm, I'm uh, using and I'm partnering up with my clients. And I've seen very interesting results there, you know, because when you start from, a, uh, from point A and you reach out to point B, you see complete transformation in, let's say, three months' time. On, on the issues and one really on uh, what the um, the clients are uh, really really want to achieve and really want to change in their lives so I'm using this hard coaching methodology a lot lately and I've seen uh, great results uh, in this so when it comes to the heart coaching or sorry, the heart coaching methodology um mm-hmm. is do you feel that that is one of the, the the better way of managing, let's say, overwhelm and stress in the workplace. Do you feel that people are not looking enough at holistic approaches or maybe they're overlooking the importance or the power of holistic approaches? 
because sometimes people will be like if they are overwhelmed or stressed they're going to look for medication or they're going to look for different therapies or they're looking for the quick fix tools that will get them ahead but they're not actually looking within themselves yes you're you're right because this is exactly this is exactly you're exactly to the point because exactly this is the essence so through the heart um, coaching through our process it's not that we're doing the quick fix because I'm tired and I'm going to have a massage, a treatment and get better and feel better for the weekend then go back to work, you know, because we're not talking about the physical level only. Here we're talking about four different uh, levels. We're talking about the physical level, we're talking about the mental level, the emotional level and the spiritual level. So through the heart um, methodology, you're starting with a holistic approach in life, first of all, which is the first uh, PH, the first step. And we try to identify with the client together what is important for them in order to really have a holistic approach in their life. Meaning, what does it mean holistic? Meaning that they understand their feelings, they understand their emotions, they understand their mental processes, they understand the time balance that they need to create, the balance they need to create, they understand how to manage their time, they understand what to give priority, where to give priority, they understand how, what they do about themselves in order to create the, uh, the self-esteem they need, the conf- to increase the confidence they need in order to be out there, to be out there to the world. So this is the holistic aspect in a nutshell. Once um, the clients understand this holistic approach and they feel more confident and they feel higher self-esteem, they feel that they, have, they can achieve this, really can achieve this balance in their environment, then we proceed to the empowerment to the E aspect. What is the empowerment? How the empowerment is coming? The empowerment is coming when I feel more confident. The empowerment is coming when I feel more balanced. The empowerment is coming when uh, all of a sudden I, res- I start hearing from other people in my environment that look, wow, how you can manage this. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm impressed that you're managing your time better. I'm impressed that you can manage your career with your with your uh, with your family at the same time. So the empowerment slowly, slowly comes. And then out of this empowerment, when I feel more grounded and I can radiate that, I can reflect this to other people, then I start feeling the acceptance because all of a sudden my managers, even my husband or my wife, accordingly, depending, right, will start appreciating me more, will start accepting me more, and I will be receiving these compliments, let's say, of acceptance, even if it's not compliments, maybe they are subtle uh, uh, cases that I, I will be feeling this kind of acceptance from my surroundings. So this will be fueling back to the empowerment. So it's like a power, uh, acceptance is fueling uh, empowerment, empowerment is fueling acceptance. And then brings me to a higher level, which is the resilience. Because when I started having the holistic approach, together with empowerment, together with acceptance from uh, my environment, then I can build this long-term resilience that I need in order to to, uh, surpass the challenges, any challenge that I face from now on in the future. Because if I feel empowered and accepted, I can be more resilient to face any challenge that's coming on my plate, either it's on my professional life or my family life or an illness or whatever it is. You know, so I'll build this long-term resilience out of the consistency, out of my routine, out of my holistic approach, out of the environment, out of the acceptance. And then slowly, slowly, we're building this resilience. 
I'm transforming basically myself because if I look back, I would say, okay, three months ago, I didn't know, I didn't have this balance, I was feeling insecure, I didn't, I couldn't take care of myself, I couldn't feel grounded, I couldn't feel strong, right? And now, all of a sudden, I feel accepted, I feel empowered, I have the resilience that I need to move on, to go on and achieve more, achieve more objectives, achieve more goals. So this is where the transformation comes in place, yes. And this is where really it's surprising to see this this, this transformation in um, in people and in my clients. That's great. And I actually do love his very smart take on the word heart, having that five stage framework. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, so I really do love that. So if there's anyone, let's say if there's a woman who wants to work on that work-life balance, or they want mm-hmm. to achieve more in the workplace, but they don't know where to start, what's the best way for them to get started on this heart coaching methodology with you? The first step would be, uh, and I'll be happy to offer uh, to uh, any of your uh, audience listening to us, I would be happy to, or uh, watching us, I would be happy to offer a 30 minutes uh, consultation call just for them, you know, to get to know me, get to know, to get to uh, discuss a little bit more about the uh, heart uh, methodology and how this can support them in what they are facing in their daily challenges. So I would be happy to offer this uh, uh, upfront, and then it's up to them to decide whether uh, you know Tassos and myself as a coach, you know, can support them and can be a good uh, partnership, a good chemistry, you know, to help them achieve uh, what they need in the next, let's say, three months. So that'll be uh, that'll be my advice at this stage. And of course, they can uh, reach to my website, and they can read, they can study a lot of material. I have a lot of material. I have an ebook. I have a lot, a lot of blog posts around. Uh, the holistic approach and about the uh, heart coaching methodology. So there's a lot of uh, content and material out there. Great. Awesome. And they'll be able to find you on Instagram as well at my holistic coach. Correct. So they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook and in my website, which is www and basically my name. So www.tassos codesyas.com, which means, if I can spell it, it will be T-A-S-S-O-S-K-O-T-Z-I-A-S.com. And there they can uh, they can book a call directly with me, uh, this 30 minutes free consultation call uh, um, that I uh, spoke about before. That's brilliant, Tassos. Thank you again for joining the show. It was great having you here. Thank you, Eugene. My pleasure. Thank you. I was honored to be here with you. I appreciate it. And... Uh, Uh, Let's keep on moving.